Psalm 5, verse 12. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. So these are parallel verses here to close out Psalm 5. Uh, we're in this section that's verses 11 and 12, a blessing for the saints. It's closing out Psalm 5, which the idea of Psalm 5 is that the saints can sing for joy in the face of great wickedness because we have a God who saves us and hears our prayers. And so this last section is just saying uh, that, that God blesses the righteous. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. And that's, that's the grounds, that's the reason for verse 11, that all who take refuge in him should rejoice, they should sing for joy. And the reason is because God blesses the righteous. Blessing is parallel in verse 12 to covering him with favor. So that's the idea of blessing, that God will bless his people. And those people are the righteous ones. You bless the righteous, you cover him, the righteous, with favor. If we go back in our psalm to verse 8, David acknowledges that God is the one who leads in righteousness. So this is not a mustering up of our own righteousness. This is not a conjuring up by our own skill, a level of righteousness that God will then bless. No, God makes us righteous and he blesses the righteous. He does the work. So God blesses his people. His people should take refuge in him. Receive the gift of righteousness, take refuge in him, and then they will be blessed. And that covering is like a shield. So God's blessing, God's favor, defends us against the world's cursing. It's just a, a, a sweet image. And I love how Deuteronomy chapter 30 parallels with this section here. In Deuteronomy 30, uh, Moses is, is giving a sermon to the people and he's predicting a future day where verse 6, the Lord your God will, will give you heart surgery, circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. So, so Moses is predicting a future day when God will do heart surgery on his people. And that future day was inaugurated with Christ's coming. And we receive this promise. And in verse eight, he says, you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command you today. So there's the righteousness that comes into play. God leading us in righteousness and obedience. And then the blessing, Deuteronomy 30, verse nine, the Lord, your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand and the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground. God will bless his people. And that, that doesn't mean that, that every, uh, everything I plant in the garden in our backyard will, will grow. Well, what it means is that God will make his people prosperous. And there is a, a certain level of that happening here on earth. But the promises uh, uh, of Proverbs are, yes, the promises of Deuteronomy, the promises of Proverbs, the promises uh, of God's blessing are, yes, in Christ here and now, but ultimately forever and ever in the new heavens and new earth. 
And the best part of God's blessing is in the end of Deuteronomy verse 30, verse 9. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. God actually takes delight in blessing his people, in covering them with favor. And so we can pray, God, would you bless us? Would you give us abundant reasons in the face of suffering, in the face of wickedness? Would we see you delivering us through those times and giving us abundant blessing? Would we not constantly be yearning for more, but would we be grateful for the blessing that you have poured out upon us? And would we thank you that you are not uh, not blessing us against your will, but you take delight in blessing us. God, thank you for your blessing. We ask you for more. And in response, give us hearts of joy and gratitude and thanksgiving. And that's Psalm 5 verse 12.